Welcome to Top 5, a show where we count things down from number 5 all the way to number 1. And this week, you know what? It's it's time to just take some time off. It's, it's time to get away. Well, come on. Gotta be dreaming there because there's no way that we would take a vacation from you. This week's Top 5, Top 5 Dream Vacations. Listener submission, as always. And if you've got a idea for a top five, you can send them to podcast at Majorspoilers.com. This week, Rodrigo is here. Hey, Rodrigo. Hey. And Matthew is here. Hello. All right. Let us, uh, who wants to start off with their top five dream vacation spot number five? Matthew. Matthew, Rodrigo speaking. Rodrigo would like to go first. Ah. Voluntold. All right. Um, my number five dream vacation. Yes. Sorry, I had to. I'm not trying to make it dramatic. I'm recovering from a cold, so I just ah. hacked some, hacked some phlegms onto the. Oh microphone my goodness! That's okay. I muted work. it. Yeah, it's it's rough. Yeah, but we called it out, so you know it's same. my. Yeah, so my number five is a place that I've been hearing a lot about, but I haven't gotten a chance to go, and it is like 45 minutes away from my house, and that is the Seattle Aquarium. Ooh, I hear that place is awesome. Yeah, I hear it's pretty nice, but I haven't gotten a chance to go. I think uh, they've got like tide pools, and it's like uh, downtown, and uh, they got like sea otters and stuff around. I, I heard they filmed um, Finding Dory there. Uh, yep. There's uh, no uh, Finding Dory, <laughs> I think, is based on the Monterey Bay Aquarium, I want to oh, say. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you know, they say that uh, Vancouver is Kansas, so that's shot true. At that, at that aquarium. I mean, it might have said it, it was Monterey Bay. It, it might have. It might have been Seattle. I, I, I'm not sure. Um, but, uh, isn't that, I know, I know Sigourney Weaver (laughs) doesn't live there, unfortunately. What? Um, so yeah, I, it's mostly just something I've been meaning to do and, you know, just kind of never, never got the, the chance. So kind of the, the premise for this is like, if you didn't have to take time off of work and. Yeah, if work and money didn't hey, matter. Yeah, if that didn't do? matter, what would you do? And it's like, you know, starting off the bat is like, I would like to go to see, do that thing that I've been meaning to do. There you go. Sounds like a good one. Uh, Matthew, what do you have for your number five? I may have taken this a little bit more and or less literally, depending on how you interpret the word dream. I mean, we're like 500 <sighs> episodes into this, Matthew, so. Yeah, people, you know. But, you know, when I think dream vacation, I'm not thinking just the constraints of money, but in some ways the constraints of time, space, and dimension. So my number five, Hmm. uh, actually the widget suggested Krypton. And I'm like, well, I I think another planet is a great idea, sweetie, but uh, that one exploded. So maybe not Krypton per se, but my number five is another planet. And I think, honestly realistically um not well realistic is not the right word um but something that means realistic in a non-realistic capacity i'd like to go to another planet where the 
abilities given to a Kryptonian under Earth conditions are given to me there. Like that time that Batman went to Planet X and met the Batman of Planet X. And it turns Mm -hmm. out that on that planet, Batman was Superman. I'd like to kind of do that. So we can call it Planet X or we can just call it another world. But I think it would be fascinating to visit another planet, another civilization and, you know, not die or be in debt to Elon Musk, you know, the, the only guy who actually has working rockets anymore. But wait till Space Force launches and then you'll be part of that man's army. Now, I read Space Force back in the 80s. The, the Lopez art was really great, but the well, rest of it was kind Atari of hard force. That's same difference. Six of one. But my number five, another planet. All right. Uh, My number five brings us back down to Earth. Something (laughs) that's not too far off, um, you know, realm of possibility. And that is a mountain cabin retreat to just write for like three weeks straight. I know that doesn't sound like a vacation. But there's something about um, being in, the, you know, in a cabin that is somewhat isolated, but still has the connectivity that is needed. Mm-hmm. Um, but where I'm not going to be interrupted, I can turn off my cell phone and I can just, you know, just work, 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 work. And get things done and just be away. I, I, I call that a productivity vacation. That whole Jack London thing, like. Well, I don't know. Did Jack London go to a mountain cabin retreat to write, or did he just uh, talk about his experiences with his uh, trying to get the medicine to the little girl? Dude, I don't know. I've never actually read Jack London. Oh, uh, I'm just I'm just thinking Call of the Wild, yeah, where you can no. go and you know be in a cabin somewhere with really great Wi-Fi. Yeah, which is Call you know, of the Wild about a dog. Yeah, about a dog named Buck. Oh, he had he really great cabin right in the wild and had Wi-Fi. Uh-huh. Yes, but uh, Mountain Cabin uh, Retreat, not uh, out of the realm of possibilities. There are many people that uh, have small cabins up in the uh, Colorado mountains uh, that you can uh, just go hang out at. And from what I understand, the prices are fairly reasonable, especially depending on the time of year you go. Now, obviously, in the wintertime, that's when the rates are way high because that's when people want to uh, to go ski. And in the heat of summer, it's really expensive because people want to get up there away from the heat you know, like spring, fall, that might be a good time watching the thunderstorms roll in across the mountains and then just fire up that laptop and just start writing <laughs> and stay up all day and do that. Maybe go outside and write where it's nice and cool. Maybe go dangle my feet in the stream a little bit. Get the little fishies that, biting my feet. That's how the Kenduru fish will get you, man. You got to be careful about and that. And then I'm going to go and climb into my little uh, cabin bunk, take a nice long nap for the evening and get up and do it all again for like two or three weeks. I think that'd be, I think that'd be fun. So that is my number five. Rodrigo, what do you have for number four? Uh, My number four stems largely from uh, really the difficulty of this question because I don't really want to go anywhere. (laughs) Um, So when they're like, come up with five places that you want to go to. I was like, well, I can kind of come up with four. So my number four is Japan. (laughs) I mean, that's a good place to go for a vacation. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Japan is uh, a great country. It's a great tourist destination. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you go to do a lot of things. You see Mount Fuji, you go to Tokyo, you go to Osaka, Mm -hmm. you sample the local cuisine. 
but you know, it's like I kind of feel like um, there's lots of countries. You know, I could, especially in Asia, you know, where I have no real connection to any of those cultures. Um, you know, lots of stuff to do in Japan, lots of stuff to do in China. But you know, Japan is where uh, Pokemon come from, so that's cool. Um, so yeah, my number four is Japan. Cause why not? You know why I'm laughing? Why? Because my number two is Japan with a question mark, <laughs> because I had the same exact response when, when, you know, I was talking with the people in my living room about how to put this whole thing together and what are my dream vacation, uh, spots. And that came up, but then there was also the discussion of how I don't really want to, you know, walk places or really go anywhere or do much of nothing and so it's japan with a big question mark because it seems like something neat even though right realistically i know that i would be a, just an enormous american person who would get all the wrong kind of attention in in any other country probably but in japan especially but i think it would be interesting to go and kind of see what the culture is like, because we get such a, an idea of what we think that culture is like. And in a lot of ways, I think we, we may get more kind of ideas about Japan than any other country with the exception of maybe Ireland, because you see, it's like, Hey, it's Ireland. Uh, there's an Island and everybody there wears green clovers and, and a cute hat and drinks a lot. But I really wasn't sure about going to another country and, but it's definitely something that I'd kind of like, I guess, maybe. Yeah, money's no object, you know. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. Money, I mean, time, space, dimension. I can buy two in, seats on the plane. And in real life, sometimes if you watch those uh, those ticket prices, you can get round trip chick tickets fairly inexpensively. Eh. So you never know, Matthew. You never then know, I'd have Rodrigo. To go somewhere. I'd have to do something. You, know, I mean, you, you might want to get out and see the world. Nothing wrong with going places. I have to do things. And... My number four is something that um, I've done many a times. Uh, but this time I would like to do it with my family. And that is to take them to Disney World in Orlando, not Disneyland. I've been to Disneyland more than enough times, too. The reason why I, think... I say this is a dream vacation is because not because it's out of the realm of possibility, but because in this dream location or vacation, it would not cost me $10,000 to take my family of four to stay at the resort for a week, all access passes to all of the parks, food, etc. And also in this dream vacation, I wouldn't be standing in line for two plus hours to go ride a two minute roller coaster. <laughs> and really, Sorry, to be honest, closed. I, I worked at you. Disney World back in the, in the, was it late 80s, early 90s? I guess it was 90, 91. And uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. Got to go do all the rides, go see all the parks and the exhibits and do things multiple times. And it was fun. I always enjoyed it. Uh, the one thing that is a horrible thing, as I noticed as the years progressed, because Disney was coming out of its economic slump at this time, is that the lines got longer and longer and longer to the point when my wife and I went to Disneyland, oh, many years ago, before we had kids, obviously. Um, yeah, I was, was going to say, you might want to clarify that all those times that you've been to Disneyland and Disney World was before your kids were born. Oh, yeah, you don't yeah. just like keep going. You're like, ah, <laughs> children, get <laughs> well, but going see, to Disneyland. <laughs> so that's a, that is actually another problem, right? I mean, 
Uh, when do you spend $10,000 to take your family? When your family is old enough to A, appreciate it, and B, they're tall enough to get on the rides. Yeah. And, you know, if your kid isn't old enough or tall enough, one person's going to be standing around holding all the baggage with the kid that can't go on the ride or, and then you're just wasting money for that. So I would like to take them, but man, Disney World, and I know that many of our listeners go to Disney World and Disneyland on a regular basis. Uh, but the last time we went to Disneyland, we stood in line for um, over an hour for one stupid ride. And you do that times three or four, and your day is done. And so you're going to have to stay longer, and you're going to have to stay different days. And, of course, there's tips on getting on certain rides and not rides and what attractions to avoid. But, man, just remove all of that headache and hassle. And I know Disney wants to be the most wonderful place on Earth or the happiest place on Earth. But my patience is super thin. And if I have to spend 20 minutes on the line listening to people screaming and, and gabbing, that's it. We're leaving. Get in the car. We're going home. So a dream <laughs> vacation with me would be to actually take the family to Disney World and have an enjoyable experience. But I know that's never going to happen. Aww. Yeah. Matthew, did we ever do your number four? I know you talked about your number two, but I don't we think we did your number four. Before. So what do you have for well, number heck, four? Let's do it now. All right. My, my number four is actually another one because, you know, dream means dream. And sometimes when you're dreaming, you say to yourself, you know, what would be great is if I could, you know, go down Main Street to the Nine Planets ice cream parlor and sit with my pals from all different planets and try different ice creams and just sort of hang out in Weisinger Plaza, maybe borrow a couple three flight rings. I might need more than one. It's hard to say. I'll have to have two seats on the airplane, so I might need two flight rings. But I think it would be interesting if I could go anywhere, dream vacation, to go to the imaginary 30th century world of the Legion of Superheroes. And the main reason for that is because it's one of those old school futures where everything is happy and shiny and updated and it's all perfect and everybody gets along and you don't have stupid people hollering at you all day long and you don't have just the 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 endless vats of of gouts of of stupidity that fly at you from day to day you don't necessarily have to go through a world where you know there's a keebler elf on tv for some reason and you don't even know why so it might be interesting to go and just hang out in a world where the biggest problem is going to be the time trapper is always 30 days in the future and he can't get to us and we can't get to him. But my big dumb friends are going to headbutt the Iron Curtain of Time anyway. Uh, that's a reference to our other podcast, the, the Legion Clubhouse. You should probably check it out. Um, but for me, my number four, the 30th century world of the Legion of Superheroes, because we're talking dream. Dream vacations. I'm going to get a time bubble. I'm going to get, you know, some nice uh, luggage, maybe flying luggage because it's the 30th century. Who can visit say? Dream girl. Yeah. Visit dream girl. Hang out with star boy. Maybe uh, drink some super plastic fluid with Chuck Tane. Bounce well, around. come on, Matthew. You're not that stupid. <laughs> well, if we know that it's super plastic fluid, I might do it on purpose because I may not be stupid, but I am easily swayed by peer pressure. Peer pressure from Bouncing Boy? From Bouncing Boy, from Chuck Tane. Yeah. You'd be like, you won't be cool if you don't do it. Oh, oh, oh okay. Yeah. His Rodrigo. dad has a Camaro, Stephen. 
I, I think we are up to our, our, our three slots. Yeah. What do you have for number three? My number three is Spain with Spain. uh yeah no, with a no with a period mark. after it no no question mark on this one okay um yeah my uh my parents uh took a trip to I have actually taken a few trips to Spain uh in the past few years and um the last couple they were like hey you should come with us and I was like I don't have any money <laughs> Um, or time, really time off work, you know, so, uh, I would have liked to have gone, but it really just wasn't possible. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I have a pretty direct, um, like relative line to Spain. Um, I actually have relatives that live in Spain, so, um, there are places where my, you know, that I could go where like my great grandfather was from that I actually know places where like my grandma had been. So it's actually like something where I could be like, ah, this is what that stuff looked like, like that they talked about sometimes. Right. So, um, yeah, for me, it would be nice to, to get a chance to go to Spain. You have to learn the language though. I, I would. Yes. Yeah. Matthew, what do you have for number three? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just cracked myself up with that because Rodrigo speaks the language. I do. Um, my number three, once again, falls into the realm of the entirely fictional. And I think that's really sort of okay because when I say, you know, I asked, where could we go? What, what do I do when I'm on vacation? Everybody in the house was like, we've never seen you on vacation. And the closest thing you've ever done to vacation was that time that you went to Nerdtacular with Steven and the boys, and we didn't get to see any of that. And I felt, you know, guilty for about a minute and a half. Then I said to myself, you know, it would be great is if I could take a vacation at the Federation Space Station Deep Space Nine. You could hang out, you know, go to the hollow suites. Although I'm a little worried because the hollow suites seem to be able to be, you can hear what's going on inside the hollow suite from outside. And I don't know that I want people to know what may or may not happen in the hollow suite. I feel like what happens in the hollow suite stays in the hollow suite. You can go to Quarks and have some disgusting food or some disgusting drinks. You could hang out maybe with Kira Norris, get some tips on that cool hair play baseball with uh, captain Cisco really, it is kind of the best of all those star Trek worlds in that the enterprise is constantly going to scary places and scary things. And I just know my shirt would be red and I would, you know, die or get turned into a tetrahedron and crushed by a Sargon of a cod or some crap. But more importantly, if you go to deep space nine, you can just sort of hang out, you know, you could have a conversation with Morn. I hear that guy talks all the time. That would be really cool to me. And, you know, it would also fulfill that kind of future thing without actually having the whole trouble of going to the future and doing stuff. I mean, it's one place. You're just sort of there. If you want to hang out in your room on the promenade, you certainly can because I probably will. I don't necessarily, you know, want to go out, see all the weird purple people. And if you look out the window, there's that cool wormhole with aliens that are coming through all the time. Yeah, it'd be great. Deep Space Nine, my number three. Three. My number three. Three oh, times my. nine is 27, so technically it's number 27 as well. Okay. 
Uh, my number three, it's one that I'd probably wait, not this next set of World Cups, but the one that's the North American World Cup that's going to happen in Canada and the United States and Mexico. I would like to take my family to every single game of the World Cup. Now, I know some people aren't really thrilled about sports, and there are, especially here in the United States, even fewer people who are interested in uh, soccer, football, and the rest of the world, ladies and gentlemen. But I know my son and my family enjoy the heck out of soccer. And my oldest is just over the moon that uh, that he is home this summer because he goes and does his soccer camps and soccer trainings and one-on-one trainings and everything in the morning. And then as soon as he's done, he's watching three games a day of World Cup soccer. And he knows, I don't know how he knows it, but he knows all the players he knows all the odds of which team is going to win and why they should win. He gets super upset and agitated when the team that he thinks should win loses. Mm-hmm. But uh, man, he is into World Cup and I, I enjoy World Cup, too. I, I enjoy sitting down when I have the chance to sit and watch a game for an hour and a half. So much fun. And I know with this uh, upcoming North American World Cup, that would be a dream vacation for us to just spend the entire summer. Obviously, you can't go to every game because it's impossible to go from one city location to another city location in just an hour or two. And maybe you can do it with a super fast jet, but to be able to go to a majority of the World Cup games, especially when it gets down to the finals, would be a dream. And uh, again, money, time off work, not a problem. World Cup is my number three. Uh, Real quick. We enjoy top five. We know you enjoy top five because that's why you listen every week. We want this show to continue and we want you to be part of it. Here's how you can be a part of top five and ensure that this show continues week after week, month after month, year after year, far into the future. Head over to patreon.com slash major spoilers. Kick in a few bucks, a couple of bucks a show. That's all we ask. And uh, then you can just sit back, relax, have access to a bunch of other extras over there at patreon.com slash major spoilers. And uh, you can listen to this show and all the shows that we produce, the Major Spoilers Podcast Network. We want to thank everyone who is a patron. If you're not, head over to patreon.com slash major spoilers today and just check out and see what we got, see what our future goals are and how you can help. Patreon.com slash major spoilers. Thank you in advance. We are now into our top twos. Our top two dream vacations. Rodrigo, what do you have for number two? Uh, My number two is um, a place where I used to live. Um, And uh, recently, not that recently, a couple years ago, my my brother got married. And that's where he went uh, for his honeymoon. So... I got I got to see a lot of pictures of this place again, uh, and it kind of got me thinking that I would like to visit it at some point. Um, and that is, uh, it's kind of the Mexican Peninsula. It's the, um, it, it's like the the state of Yucatan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, home of great pyramids and also great food and also an enormous crater that killed the dinosaurs. Yeah. Although <laughs> that's underwater. Yeah. Is that Toltec or Olmec? That is Mayan. Ah, okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, as a, as a bonus, here's how you pronounce that crater. Chicxulub. There you go. Chicxulub. 
Mm-hmm. It's a lot of excess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, my number two, the Yucatan. Did, but you have not been down there, right? I have not been back to Mexico since I moved to the United okay. States. Okay, I couldn't remember if... Because somebody at Major Spoilers, or a relative, had a wedding there, and they had a horrible time. Was that your brother? Like No, was it, no. Was my it like brother, a hurricane or something that blew through? I don't know. It wasn't my brother. Okay. My brother right. got it's, married it's somebody in the U.S. Spoilers. Yeah, no. Well, it's uh, it looks beautiful down there. And oh, I yeah. Be a, I think yeah. it would be a good vacation. Yeah, it's it's great. Uh, it's extremely hot, so maybe maybe I'll go down during the winter, although that's the wet season, so I don't mm. know. I'd have to figure it out. When is the best time to visit? Probably early spring. Mm. Right before it gets um, really hot. You know, in the in the summer, it's uh, it gets really hot, and also that's when most tourists are going to be there. Mm-hmm. It's like tourist season. There's there's a huge coastline, so you know it has like really beautiful beaches, which I don't care about. I want to go. I want to go <laughs> see ruins mostly, and uh, big holes in the ground full of water and things like that. Um, and you know the city. City's nice. Yeah, no, it sounds great, and it's. I, I'm starting to see a pattern too, where a lot uh-huh. of us are like, I'd like to go on vacation. And not have to deal with people. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think that makes. I think that's a big plus right there. Not having to deal with people. That will uh, that will definitely play into my number one. Okay, uh, Matthew, what is your what is your number two? Oh, you already my talked about two that. That was Japan? Uh, Japan question mark. Exactly. All right. Uh, my number two is something that I've kind of wanted to do for a long time, and I could probably do it. It's just a matter of uh, making sure everything else was taken care of first. But I love doing time-lapse photography. Uh, I love taking my camera out and just sitting and, you know, recording a storm rolling in or lightning or uh, stars at night and just putting that together and just, oh, so, so cool. I would like to do a whole summer tour where it's nothing but photography, B-roll, time-lapse, storm tours where you kind of go with the storm chasers, but you get there early enough so that you can get in a position and then you can watch these storms rolling in and just do time-lapse photography of that stuff and then get out before the crazy stuff hits. Now, I know storm chasers aren't into that, but that's what I would do is just be like, okay, position me here. I'll go and take all these pictures. And then when we're done, we'll just move on to the next state, next location. So basically an entire summer of going from Texas to you know, Montana and then out to North and South Dakota and, and, uh, parts of Illinois and all the way back down. That would be a, I think a fun summer. It'd be, you know, intimidating, but just to see the United States or that section of the United States, and then just see the majesty of these storms rolling in and doing uh, night, uh, nighttime lapses of the stars as these storms roll in. I think that would be really, really fun. So my number two dream vacation is going out and doing a time-lapse storm tour. I don't know if such a thing exists, but somebody should put one of those together. (laughs) Uh, We are up to our number one. So, Rodrigo, what do you have for your number one? All right. My number one vacation where money and time are are, are no object is to stay home. (laughs) 
because there's uh, video games to be played and you know nearby places that i keep meaning to go there's like a a taco shop that i haven't been to yet and it's like you know things keep happening you know i'm like oh i should try that out but i'm gonna go to work in like three hours and it's like what if i get sick from it you know so if i was on vacation then i could go and eat there and if i get sick it doesn't matter i'm on vacation and also it doesn't matter because i can go back to my house which is right just right over there you know i don't have to stand in line for anything i don't have to go to the airport and suffer a thousand indignities at the hands of the tsa um although i guess if money was no object i could probably just oh, yeah. figure out a way around you just do that. one of those one of those fast passes yeah fasty passed yeah <laughs> um so uh if uh if money and time and my current record with the TSA were no object that would do that. All right. Uh, but yes, my number one is actually what I believe professionals call a staycation. Staycation. Mm. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't do that. I hate that term. You love portmanteaus. I hate that one. You love. You l- hate only the ones that you didn't come up with. That may or may not be true, <laughs> but I hate that. One. I kind of, I kind of hate it too, actually. <laughs> Especially because thing. it kind of, it kind of sounds like steak, so I get excited, and then it's right. not. Well, right. if you were on your staycation, you could have as much yeah, steak as I you could, wanted, yeah, and yeah, you could be have a steak. stay staycation. Yeah, yeah, Steaky staycation. Yep, yeah. exactly. Matthew, what do you have for your number one? A steak. No, wait, that's not right. My number one is actually uh, inspired by a scene in the book, but not the movie, Scott Pilgrim, where uh, he's fighting Ramona's third evil ex who happens to be uh, a vegan, which makes him telekinetic, I guess. And they end up in Honest Ed's, which is uh, was a giant store, I guess, sort of a multimedia store experience somewhere in Canada where they literally had everything that you could ever want to see. And while Honest Ed's is closed, and I don't necessarily want to go there, I do want to go to its equivalent in terms of a bookstore. I want to go to the biggest bookstore in the world, and I want to be there. And I'm not even so angry or, or mis, you know, uh, misanthropic that I would say no one else can be there, although that would be a plus. I mean, other people could be there. I just don't want to deal with people. I think we're we're all really in that sort of we're old and tired and don't want to deal with people. But I remember when I was young, one of the greatest things ever was hanging out in the Mitchell County Library, which was actually a house that someone had converted. So it was a three-story house. And as you went through the house, the various doors, the rooms, the basements, you go up into the attic and you mess around. These are different parts of the library. And I used to go down into the basement, around behind a staircase, and you could find all the hardcore books about science, which included the hardcore books about the old SEX, which at the age of 12, 13, 14, yeah, you know, we're fine. Gotta learn this stuff. I want to read all about that stuff. And for some reason, that's also where they kept the Doonesbury collections. So that's also good. But just being able to go to like this giant bookstore 
and hang out and read what I want at my own pace and not necessarily have to worry about, you know, who's going to yell at me next or have I finished all the things that I need to finish? Because I'm on, I'm on a dream vacation. I can do whatever I want. In theory, I wouldn't even have to buy the books. I could just read them. But I guess that would make it the biggest library in the world. Yeah, I was going to say, why don't you just go to the biggest library in the world? Well, because, you know, it's a dream vacation. I want a bookstore. They want them to be new. I don't want, like, all germs on them. So I suppose since, you know, money is no object and work is not a problem, I'm going to say the world's biggest bookstore, and then I'll buy all these books that I'm reading. Maybe buy two copies and give some away to people as I walk, you know. And do you have an as idea I'm, of where this bookstore might be located? Not a clue. Um, I know there's a giant one in Denver. World's biggest bookstore. The tattered cover is in Denver, and that's pretty massive. Let's see. You'd have to go to Toronto, Ontario. The world's Ah! biggest bookstore was a book was a bookstore. It's not no longer there. What's it called? Uh, The world's biggest bookstore. Really? Uh, Is it near Honest Ed's? Probably. Oh man, here's a pretty one right here. Twelve of the biggest bookshops in the world for when you want to lose yourself in literature. This is from Bustle. There's Powell's Bookstore in Portland, Oregon. Mm -hmm. There's the Barnes and Noble in Union Square in New York City. If I go to Portland, I could maybe go hang out with my friends that live up there. Cook and Book in Brussels, Belgium. I don't speak Belgian. John K. King used in rare books in Detroit, Michigan. I've been there. You've been to that one? Mm-hmm. Uh, number five, the Waterstone Piccadilly in London, England. I'd have to learn the language. The Strand in New York City. That one is a big one. Uh, the Bookworm, the Bookworm in Beijing, China. Bart's Books in Ojai, California. Uh, LN, uh, I don't even somewhere in Buenos Aires, Argentina. <laughs> the House of Books in Saint Petersburg, Russia. Blackwell's in Oxford, the UK, which actually just looks like a Barnes and Noble that I went to when I lived in Atlanta. I think they got the wrong picture on this one. Steven, two of those words are in English. El Ateneo, Grand Splendid. Yeah, I got stumbled on the first two and I was just like, all right, whatever. Buenos Aires. Uh, There's one in, there's two in China. So there's two in China, a couple in the UK and England, a couple in the United States. I'm surprised. Well, I guess these are bookstores, not the biggest libraries. What are the world's biggest libraries? There's one in Alexandria that I think burned down. Yeah, that one's not around anymore. Not around anymore. I I wonder if that one, what's the one in, uh, is it Ireland? Oh, that would be a a nice one to go see. The 10 biggest in the world, Library of Congress. Well, there you go, Matthew. Mm -hmm. The Library of Congress. They have everything. Wait. Will Congress actually be there? No, they put them. Okay, no, they don't read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Children's section is in a different part. Uh, there's the British Library, the Library and Archives in Canada, New York Public Ouch. Library, Russian State Library, National Diet Library. Forty-one point eight eight million books. It was uh, established in Tokyo in 1948. Wow. And so there you go, Matthew. There's a lot of places you could go. The National Library in China, that one looks pretty cool. See, I, I don't speak Chinese. Doesn't matter. But I, yeah. I presume that at least some of their books would also be in Chinese. And my problem is I know what some of those symbols mean, but they, different, they mean different things in Chinese from the language that I know them in. 
Well, then and it should I make for fun Ireland. times. I should to make for fun Irish. times. Uh, my Tennessee, number one Tennessee is a before. simple getaway vacation for the wife and I. And that is to go to Hawaii and just hang out at a real comfortable little hotel close to the beach and just do nothings all day. Go down to the beach, splash around in the water, stay away from the sharks, uh, lay on the beach, warm up, have some cocktails brought down to us, go have some dinner somewhere, come back to the room, relax, leave the windows open because no one else is around and let the breeze blow in off the ocean. And then repeat. Do that just, they have like a bar in the water where you could go. Yeah, sure. But just totally relax. Just a total relax away from everything. Not have to worry about anything. No picking up the phone every five minutes to see what's going on in the world. Checking in with the kids maybe once a day, if that. And then just relaxing. That would be a dream vacation for me. Go to Hawaii and relax for a week. Not even go do, not even do the touristy things. Just literally just veg out on a beach do nothing do nothing that would be the dream vacation for me but as i found out for both my wife and i we are incapable of doing nothing <laughs> we would have to go do something but there you go that is my number one dream vacation listeners it is up to you now to head over to majorspoilers.com and in the comment section don't don't go over to twitter but in the comments section for this episode, we want you to share your top five dream vacations. And the way it was stipulated to us from the person who requested it, money is no object and you don't have to worry about taking time off from work. Your work job is not an issue. What is your dream vacation? Use the comments section. I want to read them. Rodrigo wants to read them. Matthew wants to read them. Heck, everybody wants to read them because everybody loves a list and we will talk with you soon. This podcast is copyright 2018 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.